When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined, as always, on Thursdays by Aaron Larsoul. Aaron is of All Access Lakers. He is of failed Darren Collison negotiations. He is of... (laughs) (laughs) That's how we do it. We're off to a lovely... And by the way, no, first, I was going to say we're off to a lovely start to this Thursday. It's sunny here in L.A. It's not too hot. Uh, I had a good night last night. The Lakers had a good night last night, and you're just going to hit me with that right off the bat. And I would also <laughs> like to point out that Darren Collison ended up being a Los Angeles Lakers. So I don't know. It was, uh, maybe we're it just maybe it was the long game. You don't get to say there the negotiations were failed. Darren Collison became a Los Angeles Laker. You're doing the Raj thing where like he was saying there was a good team in there somewhere, but for like five years down the road, it was not five years later. Um, <laughs> Darren Collison became a Los Angeles Laker. The problem was he became a Los Angeles Laker when he had to uh, actually play minutes and start. Didn't, mm-hmm. I, didn't he and Isaiah Thomas start? I think they started a game together. Oof. So it Dark was times. not, it, it, it was, yeah, it was not the best of times when, uh, when Darren <laughs> actually ended up <laughs> putting his name on the dotted line. As I don't the, even as know why I did that. I, have zero I don't either. I... <laughs> I don't either. Like th- that's like the, the the highlights of my Wikipedia. All access Lakers failed Darren Collins in negotiations. That's like yeah, that's line two. All right, all right. I would say line well, two you. is Lakers. Well, well thank you for hook. thank you thank you for uh, thank you for having me this last time. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, it's been a pretty decent run. Thank you. Uh, this will be it. Uh, the, honestly, I think the reason I did it is because like we need a vibe check. Like and and not like a not like to figure out how we feel. We feel great, but I almost feel like I need to be checked into some boards because I feel too good. You know. Well, your Dodgers, your Dodgers got their asses kicked yesterday, and they're ah, fuck over. So there you I go. I hate those people. So there you go. I honestly, I this is probably a crazy hot take. I won't put it on Twitter. Okay. I think Andrew okay. Friedman should Did be you, fired. You think who should be fired? The the president of baseball operations, Andrew oh. Friedman. They're 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 oh. like main guy. It won't happen because well, they win like a hundred years, hundred games every year. But haven't they won he, the, the National League West like twelve of thirteen years or something like that? Yeah. No, I mean like it's it's hard to really complain of being a Dodgers fan, but I'm going to find a way. And like, and you have one, I don't know. And you and you have one, and you have one, you have one bubble title in the yeah. in those thirteen years. 
Yeah, I. I mean, I mean, the fact that he didn't do anything really at this at this last deadline, knowing that the team was like you know toilet paper thin and like single ply toilet paper, like the kind of toilet paper you get at like truck stops that. (laughs) <laughs> that sandpaper stuff. Yeah, like it disintegrates just, in your hand. Yeah, that's no yeah, good. They disintegrated in Arizona. Yeah, um, they did. They did. And 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 yeah, I would just say like at some point he's gonna have like they keep trying to do this two timeline thing where you you you're a fan of the Golden State Warriors. How's the two timeline thing the, working for you? The team of my youth is the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think the jury is still kind of out on the two timeline thing. The Warriors are also out on the two timeline thing. However, I think that means that the the two timeline thing, if the jury isn't out, if the door, if the Warriors ditched it. (laughs) um, Yeah, but they ditched it after they won a title. So, yeah, well, but like that happened on accident. Oh, like nobody, nobody. That's how titles work. That's how titles work accidentally. No, nobody from that second timeline helped in that in that run. I mean, Moses Moody played a little bit. And actually, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole was uh, Jordan Poole was actually really good. In current the, Washington in the Wizard, Jordan Poole. Correct. Well, I told and, you they abandoned it. Current Detroit Piston, James Wiseman. Yeah, who's not even going to be in their rotation and they're the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. Although actually now Charlotte might be the worst team in the NBA again, but that's that's depressing and I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he the Dodgers have a two-time. I'm just like fire that. just fire Dave Roberts. That I mean that's that's like he should be fired today, right? Well, like the problem there is like, did is it Dave Roberts' fault that Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman decided to stop hitting? No, but it's his fault that he left a pitcher who notoriously That's gives true. up a lot of home runs in for after five solo five solo homers and didn't have anybody up after the first one. Yeah, one, well, four counted. Yeah, right. But they four and five were on consecutive pitches. So, like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, Ryan Pepio is like their second best pitcher. Super well rested for spring training. Time here, yeah. I mean, I I just think like perfectly, it perfectly encapsulates like the Dodgers. There's just like this this sense of arrogance, and yeah, they've accomplished a a ton in the regular season, but they just keep on, they keep on getting to October, and they have this arrogance that they carry into October from success in the regular season. But it's two different sports, and like at some point you have to you have to consolidate your roster. They win in the regular season with depth, and they just refuse to consolidate their roster. I just realized I have Lakers lowdown uh, behind me. In I, the, I, I in noticed the... it earlier. I like it. Um, is this? Should we call this? Is this uh, your Dodgers exceptionalism podcast? Is I that just, what we're doing just, here? They're so freaking frustrating, man. And 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 like they just Andrew Friedman does every press conference like he's the smartest guy in the room, but he just keeps getting dunked on in the in the postseason by people who he considers below him. Well, um, so. This is what I learned uh, as an Oakland A's fan is that the playoffs are like largely just you, they are a different sport, but they're also like largely luck. There's mm-hmm. so much more luck in baseball than there is in football and, and basketball. And so mm-hmm. like Billy Bean, and maybe he would say this because the A's used to make the postseason every year and then lose in the postseason every year. But what he would say is like, basically it's his job and the manager's job to get the team to the postseason. And then it's kind of like, what happens? Like Mookie Betts is damn good, and Freddie Freeman's damn good. If they go one for eighteen in a series or whatever, one for twenty-one, one for twenty-one in a series, you lose. Mm-hmm. You lose. Period. And no, that's Clayton not Freeman. Kershaw got one out in he this got, postseason. He got wrecked. One out. Yeah, I yeah, don't want to I mean, talk Clayton about Clayton Kershaw is. I mean, he's well known for his playoff failings. 
I know. All right, uh, Clayton. Clayton Manning. Oh, that was that was enjoyable. I loved that. Do you feel yeah. better now that you're not so happy anymore? Was that the vibe check you wanted? Yeah, I feel great. I feel fantastic. Let's it's talk about awesome. the Lakers. I want to talk about D'Angelo yes. Russell. I want to talk about the Lakers beating the Kings without their three best players and without four of their best, what, six or seven best players? Uh, You don't have Vanderbilt in the top seven? You said six or seven. Um, I mean, maybe six. Maybe. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll let you get away with six, but. Or seven, let alone seven. Mm-hmm. So I was right. Mm-hmm. Just say it. You can say it. You can do All right, it. Fine. All right, fine. <laughs> fine. I mean, are we sure? You know what, Amelia? Are we sure he's better than Torian Prince? Are we sure he's better than Gabe Vincent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's. I think I. I. I still. I still have hope for for Jared Vanderbilt. I still have hope. Oh, no, I have hope for him. I do not have hope for him developing a jumper, but I have hope for him in general. I think his jumper got uglier. <sighs> I have mean, you seen his free throws? He's like, he's releasing. He, so hey, he's for two those... of three in the preseason from three. He's two of three. So, but like, you know, here's the question, and this is completely off track now, but I watched the uh, first preseason game. Uh, shout out, uh, Javi Golden Knight. He bullied me into doing a carne asada for the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. A few of the Lakers Twitter friends came over. Raj came over. And Raj said, does Anthony Davis have the prettiest jumper that never goes in? Because <laughs> Anthony Davis's form looks incredible. Now it's it started, it's gone in reasonably well this preseason. But I I I was thinking about like who has the most like fundamentally sound, prettiest looking jumper that just never goes in. Kevin Herter in the that, playoffs. Kevin Herter in the playoffs does struggle with a beautiful looking jumper. <laughs> well, if we're doing that, it's I give out the annual, the uh, Joe Harris award for the Joe best shooter Harris. who can't make a jumper in the playoffs. So I always want to call maybe him Joe Harris Knight. is the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Kevin no, Herter I, did win the award, the Joe Harris award last year, man. Uh, but yeah, I want to, I, I, we're going to talk today about D'Angelo the Russell. We, I want to talk about the Lakers ceiling. Um, if we have some time, we'll do some kind of, where were we right? Where were we wrong? Kind of stuff. Um, oh. You know, with with some of our impulses heading into the into the preseason and and what we've learned now a weekend. Um, but I really, honestly think we need to start with D'Angelo Russell. And okay. and frankly, like here, <laughs> here's why. About your defense, you blocked De'Aaron Fox's shot at the end of the second quarter. Took a charge from Sabonis too. Is that, is that new emphasis, kind of like a, an extra emphasis for you? Yeah, I mean, last year they found a way to get me off the floor by not playing defense, I guess. So try to be a reason to eliminate that and not give them a reason to not have me on the floor. Um, try to be as dangerous as I can on offense and try not to be a liability on defense. So that's that's what I'm working on. Um, I'm trying to do it now before the season. So continue to, to practice those good habits. That's the most mature I've Perfection. ever heard that kid. Perfection. That yeah, just that perfection. is the most mature I have ever heard that 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 person, that perfection. human being. Yeah, perfect. Uh, that is via spectrum. That is via. That was Mike Bresnahan asking D'Angelo Russell after the game about yep. the defense that he's playing. Great question. And and yeah, it is. Uh, look, heading into the great question, he, even better answer. Heading into this season, coming off of the off season, coming off of the postseason, 
the thought was, and I've I've said this, I've repeated this a couple times. Um, the thought was that the Lakers were signing D'Angelo Russell, re-signing D'Angelo Russell, because he and they didn't have any other real other options, right? And that they would be doing so, and they'd be signing him to the most movable contract that they could agree him to, or they, that they could get him to agree to. Uh, the other offer that was on the table was a a one and one type deal that he turned down. It was a one and one deal for more money up front, um, but he turned it down to have a two year, a straight two year deal um, that is worth less per year. But he wanted no, the, he has, the he has a one and one. No, it's a player. It's a player option. Oh, yeah, he has. A oh, one-on-one. That's yeah, a, that's a player option. So the it was the it was it was more upfront for a team option though that he turned it down. Um, it was was what I've heard and and uh, the thought across the league was he's probably not going to last beyond the deadline. He's going to be the Lakers. He's going to be the asset that the Lakers dangle at the deadline to go out and consolidate their team. Something that Andrew Friedman refuses to do. Um, but <clears throat> but if he. If he can, if he maintains this approach, if he continues this play, he's going to be a pivotal part of this rotation here moving forward. And and I just, I honestly wanted to start with saying how cool it is to watch this guy grow up through the various avenues that he has had to grow up. Right, he gets shipped out in part for being immature, also in part because he pissed off Byron Scott and Magic Johnson thought he got Byron Scott fired. We don't have to talk about that. Um, but he gets shipped out. He goes to Brooklyn. He plays well enough that he earns himself an all-star spot an there. Yep. Um, gets uh, moved as part of a signing trade to Golden State when Kevin Durant wanted no more to do with Golden State. Didn't really fit in. Didn't really mesh with what they were trying to do there. And he gets sent to Minnesota in a super lopsided trade, but does kind of play well enough there to... Um, you know, to, to get that organization to buy into him a little bit. He was going to be the one of the, the future pillars of that organization next to Carl Anthony Towns. Kind of sour on that plan, though. And 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 then he get he winds up here back in L.A. in this, you know, very time as a flat circle kind of uh, way and underperforms, I think, in it, you know, as a whole in the postseason and now I think is recognizing it through a, a, an amount of self-reflection and self-awareness that I didn't think he had in him. I, 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 I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. Most top-of-the-lottery guys don't reflect like this on where they fall short and aren't as hard as on, uh, on themselves as he was in this clip. And... That really, you, you when you combine it with the good play, because that that's a really important part of this. It's playing too. well. Um, when you combine all of that together, yeah, I find myself completely bought into D'Angelo Russell being reclaimed or on his being on his way to being reclaimed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
So there's there's a lot here. And I think the most interesting part is the self-awareness. Um, because he's he's a really talented guy. Um but I think it was as early or as recent rather as was it the eggs? I think it was the exit interviews, maybe um, at the end of last season where, you know, the questions were asked about working on his game. And he basically said, I don't and I don't have to like I am. I am who I am, basically, is what he said. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll look when you start talking. I'll look for the quote exactly. But um, so the amount of self-awareness um is the, a great sign of maturity and he's played well. Um, and part of it, maybe I think it's, I think it's Darius that talks about this a lot is that like a lot of guys don't, aren't able to, to figure this out until they failed and Delo failed. And for at the end of the playoffs, and I mean, he was good at, at pockets of the playoffs, but the Denver series, he was bad. And mm-hmm. as he said, he got taken off the floor. He also couldn't make a shot. Um, but if you are going to be as bad defensively as D'Lo has been for his career, you have to be nuclear on offense to make up for it. And he wasn't able to do that. Um, I do think, though, like the trade thing is kind of weird because he's a great fit with LeBron. That's why he's here. He's a good mm-hmm. player, but he's a great fit. He's like the perfect guy uh, to play with LeBron, right? If he's, he's a point guard. Yeah, of course, of course. He's not a good fit to play with anybody defensively. He's just <laughs> had, and maybe he'll be good this year or passable or fine, but he's been bad his entire career. So hopefully he's great this year. Um, but offensively, which is, yeah, what I'm referring to, he's a great fit with LeBron, but he's also been really good in the regular season. So the trade thing has always been weird to me because it was like, if he's bad in the regular season and you like need, you want to upgrade, then you're not going to get much for him. Um, and if he's really good, then you say, well, he's like one of the pillars of the team. And one of the reasons the Lakers are, you know, 42 and 24 or something at the trade deadline. Then you have to say, well, wait a second. Like, maybe we shouldn't trade. This is working. We don't want to trade him. But then the other layer of it is that doesn't like that doesn't shake off the demons because he's been really good in the in the, uh, the regular season for most of his career. He's a damn good basketball player. Like he's an above average starter in the NBA um, and a good jump shooter and really good in the pick and roll and a decent passer. Right. Yeah. the That's a good point, Justin. So I, uh, yeah, Justin I mean, on I, Twitter I, uh, commenting, hopefully he's passed the quote. I'm not a point guard reflection. If that makes yeah, sense. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a basket. I'm a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or in this, I think he's in this system. I'm just a basketball player, as I think what he actually said. He referred to the system or on this team. So I don't know. It's like it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating because if he's bad, yeah, I mean, I guess you want to probably trade him, but his value is not gonna be great. Um, if he's good, then you have to think: Do we want to keep him around, or like, can we get even better? But if you want to keep him around and say, well, "Hey, look, like this is really working." how much faith do you have it's going to work in, in the playoffs? But this is a good sign in that regard. This is something that you could, you know, say, okay, like he's always been good enough to play defense. He just hasn't mm-hmm. tried, right? He's not like, he's pretty strong. He's big. He's not the quickest dude in the world. He's not a good athlete by NBA he's got standards. longish arms too. But he, I, I say this a lot on, on the show is that defense is always like when guys 
are bad at defense, it's either we talked about this with Christian Wood. It's uh, can't, won't, or don't know how. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's for for D'Lo, it's been mostly just he won't because he's very smart. He's a high IQ player, and he has physical tools enough where he could be okay. He could be decent if he wanted to be. So I think maybe we will have some of that answer. It's going to be, I mean, there's still going to be some questions to ask in the postseason, assuming he's still around. But if it turns into he will guard and he's, you know, middle of the road, passable, not a cone, not terrible. Just don't then... be a disaster. Don't be actively detrimental. Yeah. You know? Be... So, well, so, like, but how, like, like, the question, night... how much do you think of that he can prove in the regular season is, is I think kind of an interesting question here. Last night, so... Um, but this is a good... Him saying that is a very good start. Because at least if he's aware of it, that's... Yeah. That's good. Well, let's go through his career again. So he arrives in LA, super talented offensive player on a young team with zero expectations in terms of wins and losses, right? Because they were so young. Yeah. He was the number and two then he... So normally you're not coming onto a good team. True. Um, and then he goes to, unless you're James Worthy and then, um, or, or James goes, Wiseman, by the way, <laughs> before <laughs> mentioned and Worthy was the number one pick. So, uh, yeah, Worthy ooh. was the number one pick. The Lakers, didn't the Lakers win a, true. the Lakers won a coin toss, right? With, I'd I, have think to look the Bulls? I don't think he was. Yeah, I'm, I think pretty, he was two. I'm pretty sure Worthy was the number one pick. I'm looking, go start talking. I'm pretty sure. But so D'Angelo Russell arrives in LA and, uh, Again, no expectations to win. You can play whatever basketball, whatever brand of basketball you're going to play. Byron Scott, he he also arrived on a team that existed solely to get Kobe the most number of shots that he could possibly get. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, Worthy was the number one pick in 82. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, so Russell then goes to uh, Brooklyn after that experience, right? That I don't think was a very positive experience for him. His head coach wouldn't talk to him uh, famously or infamously. He well, goes to that, that fun team, though, that like basically attracted KD and Kyrie when they they yeah. uh, made the playoffs shockingly. Well, no, 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 I mean, I mean, the after the Lakers experience, which I don't oh, think yeah, was yeah, very yeah, yeah, positive yeah, yeah. for him. And then he goes yeah, to it, Brooklyn, yeah. though. But like it was it, it was he was Brooklyn was a more positive experience. But they were such a surprise that like you're talking about. They did. They 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 did. Kind of like Katie and Wait, Kyrie the and the rest of the league was like, what the hell is going on over there? Hey, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> um, and so like, I, I, you know, I, I think you, you do enough defending there to be okay. But really like the, that team was just kind of outscoring teams at the bottom of the East, which the, the bottom of the East is perennially shit. So it's like, all right, cool. You made the, you make the postseason there. Um, and then he goes to golden state and arrives in a situation where there are legitimate expectations for you defensively in that organization. They expect a certain brand of basketball, a certain amount of com- uh, competitive nature that he didn't have. That and, and that was part of the thing that he didn't mesh yeah. out. He was also their, a terrible. Well I mean, with. he was also a terrible fit, and they they got him. To, they signed him to yeah. trade him. Yeah. Yeah. But but which like is, which but is awkward. The reason the reason I mention all of this is like. Uh, I, 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 I think the expectations here go a long way in kind of deciding I, 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 or, or reflecting a player's maturity, right? And so he arrives in a situation there with those kinds of expectations, doesn't fit very well, gets sent out to Minnesota. Again, 
not, not a spot where now. they're expending expecting a whole bunch of of defense so he finds he he does okay there he's fine in minnesota um then he comes back here he comes back to la and and uh plays in a situation where they go deep into the playoffs. And as you get deeper into the playoffs, those expectations of defense do continue to ramp higher and higher and higher. And as they ramped higher and higher, and higher, he looked worse. And, and I think uh, this year it's going to be a situation where the expectation for him from game one through game, hopefully 96, you know, uh, the win 90, <laughs> 16th win in the postseason. Um, the expectation there, but yeah, yeah, fair. I, math is unless fine. unless you you have you don't have the Lakers making the finals of the in season tournament. I hope yeah, not. That's, a, that's an eighty third regular season game. That's I sure as hell got... hope they don't play an extra regular season game. <laughs> uh, but they they um, especially one that like the players are going to go hard for because like I hope that the NBA just lays the cash bonus out there on the side of the court the, the players get to go over there and grab <laughs> like uh, kind of like, like the, the final w- table on a at a, at a te- Texas Hold'em tournament right WWE now <laughs> yeah, match they have like in the briefcase hanging the suitcase match or briefcase <laughs> yeah. match just hanging yeah. from the money hanging from the exactly um, but I I I want to see how he responds and he's very much a vibes guy. Um, and so like right now the vibes are great. The vibes are immaculate, right? As the kids like to say, and, and he is reflective of that. But over the course of the season, I'm really going to be, you know, curious how he responds to less positive vibes, how he continues with these habits that he's trying to form right in a situation Mm -hmm. where he is expected to defend night in night out. Um, last night there was the, you know, so Bresnahan singles out the charge and the block that he had on, on, on De'Aaron Fox to me and the, and the charge on, uh, he took Sabonis. Yeah. So he took the charge on, on Sabonis and he blocked yeah. De'Aaron Fox's shot, but to who is me, like a, in, one of the, like the last Sabonis is like a bottom 10 dude in the league. I think I want to take a charge from. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sabonis is a big boy and like dirty. And he's also. dirty. <laughs> yeah, he's not the dude. Look at that, like elbow and shoulder. Yeah, no, he's bottom ten. Yeah, but I think LeBron's um, probably LeBron, Giannis, Embiid. Giannis. I don't. I want no part of Embiid. Yeah, LeBron, Jokic. Yeah, but Joker's not moving that fast. And that's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> um, I don't want to take I, one from Webin Yama. He's definitely there's like a rogue sharp elbow from somewhere. Yeah, that his his elbows are like Ingrams. They're like steak knives. Yeah. But but like I um but I, I the the play that I or the plays multiple that that I actually found um more positive in terms of impact multiple times he was getting back cut and he was really focused on you know putting putting a forearm in that player's chest to make sure that they that rhythm of the cut was kind of thrown off and. Mm-hmm. Turning your 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 uh you know turning your back and 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 seeing the ball and getting your hand up to make sure opening, that, that opening that, up opening up to the ball it's called yeah and, and and just all of that right doing all of that stuff to and and that that messes with the rhythm of of that that set that uh, takes away two easy points that otherwise would have been scored probably would have been scored in in his previous stops where that wasn't necessarily expected those are those small things that in a preseason game that does not matter 
that he's doing. And this is where those habits are formed. The, the, the habits he's talking about, he wants to carry into the, into the season. This is where you start that process. And the fact that he's doing that stuff, yeah, the loud defensive plays are cool. But the little small things that you pick up on watching him specifically in some of these circumstances, that is that between the quotes and the stellar play offensively, he's been incredible control of, of the offense when he's been out there and these little things defensively. Yeah, I am. I am. The more I talk about it, the more into D'Angelo Russell, I I continue to get. So in a, in a bigger macro sense, I think it's also interesting if D'Lo is going to be uh, neutral, let's say, hopefully defensive player, does that change the, does that change what the, um, the combinations of lineups looks like? Do, do we think that that has some impact mm-hmm. on who we start? Because then because the reason why I ask it is because you, you were talking Prince. about him getting back cut and you were talking to him, you know, with his primary, you know, on, on, um, on De'Aaron Fox and De'Aaron Fox is a damn good player. And, maybe the quickest guy in the league with the ball but that's a very different challenge than because that's the dude that's like standing in front of you right and you'll with the ball all the time and you'll get embarrassed if you don't guard him i always thought like russ should have been on the other team's best perimeter player night in night out the guy who had the ball in his hands the most because that's the only way russ was going to focus right correct and so that's again i think that's it like won't or it, i think has been the issue with with delo um and lack of like attention to detail and all that kind of thing which you alluded to he looked good at it, it last night but then the question is like if you're going to play vando in the starting lineup and again i'm not advocating for that i think it is going to be Rui. i would like it to be torian prince but if it's vando then you have Vando out there to guard those kind of guys, right? To stay in front of Deer and Fox. Yeah. Um, and then you maybe get into some of the less great habits that D'Lo has shown. And mm-hmm. maybe he's maybe he will make a step in that direction. But like, I don't know that I want him guarding, I don't know, pick like pick an off ball movement shooter guy. Like, I'm not sure that's the guy because he has a tendency to kind of get lost on those guys. Yeah. especially in screens off the ball um, or, you know, back cut guys. Like I don't want, I don't, he wouldn't guard him, but uh, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I think if, if D'Lo is going to be this dude in the regular season, or if the Lakers are going to find out or wanting to find out if he's going to be this dude in the regular season defensively, so that there maybe is a better educated guess at the trade deadline for what he would look like in the playoffs mm-hmm. defensively. I think that, limits some of Vando's utility in the starting lineup because if Vando's going to be out there he's that's why he's out there he's going to be out there to be on the lead ball handler whether mm-hmm. it's a quick guard whether it's a bigger guy like uh Luca or Jason Tatum or Kawhi those kind of guys so I don't know does that change your opinion of who should start if D'Lo is going to be this guy or at minimum the Lakers want to see if he is this guy and want to give him those on ball matchups to like keep the bad habits at bay I have basically landed on Prince as the starting small forward. Like that's who I just want regardless. Um, I just like that. He's a combination. Like he's good enough. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. He's good enough. What is is that? Darth Vader, Darth Vader, cloud city. It would be an honor if you would join us. Well, all right. Did you see the movie 300? Rosh hadn't, which is not surprising at all. Uh, Did you see the movie? Yeah. 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 
2004. Yeah, the, 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 this is Sparta kicked the dude into the, yeah. the well. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, remember that one scene in there where, where the narrator goes like, ah, the Athenians. And he just like laughs that they just like muck up everything, right? And, and they just like, they, they show up and they stab each other sometimes because they're waving their swords too wildly, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, I, that's how I want the, the second unit to be. And I feel like just, just or, or as organized as chaos can be. Exactly. Like I want, I want Vanderbilt in that second unit. I want Christie in that second unit. I want, um, uh, Vincent in that second unit. I want Jackson Hayes with that second unit. I just want them to go out there, defend their asses off, get out and run. And then you go back to the starters who just are absolute technicians that just, know exactly what they need to do offensively and execute the crap out of you. That's how I think this team should probably flow. And Prince is the guy who most likely gets you there, right? And then you can have Rui with the second unit when they are in the half court and you do need to get a, a shot off with seven seconds or so in the, in the shot clock. You can throw the ball over to Rui and he can go one-on-one -on -one against basically anybody who's going to be guarding him, and especially in second units. And I think that makes the most sense for everybody on mass what, what do you think of that concept uh yeah i mean yes because <clears throat> excuse me um second units in the nba tend to be smaller and tend to play faster um but that kind of group that you you know the swarming kind of thing and look everybody is going to say that they've gained 10 to 15 pounds of muscle and every coach is going to tell teams that we want to play fast and create havoc and turn turn the other team over and get out and run but mm -hmm. yes um and I do think Rui fits better in the second unit because he is a get a bucket guy and the Lakers don't need that so much in the, in with the starting group. But also, as I just alluded to second units are, are generally smaller. And I think one of the things that Rui really does well is, you know, get to his mid range game, the one, two dribble pull up. Now I sound like, I sound like the dude to what's ball don't, lie because it's crazy Ball stop or whatever stop? i don't know what it is but like with that clip where you know the left shoulder and the right shoulder and get into the mid-range his one dribble pull up his two dribble all that stuff yeah but Rui has a lot of those things and, and to that person that's the only thing that matters in basketball <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, there's right no other part of basketball than than being able to list moves <laughs> <laughs> right but one of the ways in which Rui is really good at that is how he um, he leverages his physicality and his strength, right? To kind of get guys off balance, even with the threat of a jumper, um, attack closeouts and be able to get his shoulder into people and get to his little baseline jumper. And like some bully ball stuff too. He will bully you down to the rim. He can post up a little bit, take the ball in the mid post and kind of bully his way down around the rim. And I think that is going to be more effective against smaller and weaker guys even maybe more athletic guys but generally smaller and weaker guys that you're going to find in the second unit so i think Rui could be the focal point as a scorer for the yeah. second unit with his ability to just kind of bully smaller guys that are going to be guarding him because uh, you had him out there with i think jackson and uh, you didn't mention christian wood but he's gonna he's gonna factor in that mix also mm -hmm. um and so they're going to be small guys on Rui. if that's the case in a lineup with those three Rui's going to be guarded by somebody who physically can't match up with him. So I do think yeah. Rui belongs in the second unit. Um, but yeah, there you go. I, I so, think, yes, I agree. 
The Torian Prince agenda is strong. It looked. It did not look great after the first game. I was. I didn't. I, was about, to, I was about to have to. Del- I was about to have to delete some tweets. Well, I, all right. So the other point that you I thought were about to make um, as it pertains to D'Angelo Russell, um, when you were asking about like the fitting with the, the starting lineup, I thought you were going to ask like, what does D'Angelo Russell looking like this do for the ceiling? Like in in a, in a true macro sense, like what does this do for the Lakers' expectations here moving forward? Because as it was, I was basically like, all right, let's get through, you know, to February and then look at how things look again and, and you'll match up as best that you can and then you'll consolidate and you'll see what the roster looks like after that. But as currently constructed, if this is a D'Angelo Russell that you have here moving forward, they put up 75 on a good Brooklyn defense. They yep. beat uh, Sacramento handily without LeBron, without AD, without Reeves. And, and like I, one of my favorite things to do, like I have for just about every team, there's like one or two super Homer voices that like have decent enough platforms that like, I'll just go and see what they're saying about the game. And if they're super quiet, it means that that game didn't go very well. And I'm not going to say who this person was, but I went over to their timeline while the Lakers were beating the Kings yesterday. And I was like, going on over there oh, <laughs> you just peeking over the fence nothing 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 to say about this i think the closest that we got to like criticism was like yikes when when the lakers took like a 10 point lead in, in the late in the third quarter and then sacramento pulled all of their starters and and it was just kind of garbage time from that point on but yeah i this team um looks really effing good and and like don't get me wrong boston has looked really good uh <laughs> Phoenix again put up 46 points in the first quarter that they ever played together. <laughs> they look like they're going to be really good. The Nuggets are eventually going to look really good. No, it's hard enough to get Jokic to care about regular season games. You're not going to get him to care about preseason <laughs> games. And and no, Jokic um, cares about regular season games. He doesn't care about winning the MVP, of course. But Jokic, Jokic, he does, Jokic doesn't care about anything. He just wants to go like hang hang out with his horses. Yeah, back back home. Um, and but I like there well, we'll are see, there is we'll in, we haven't seen anything from Milwaukee yet, but we're gonna see we're gonna see their guys on, on mm-hmm. Sunday here at uh, at crypto. I by the way, Lakers fans, like leave it alone. Of course, yeah. everybody plays against the Lakers, and of course, like of course, you know, every injured person comes back to play against the Lakers. Yeah, like leave it alone. It's the preseason. <laughs> like <laughs> Milwaukee isn't circling. I mean, it is Lakers a hilarious trend. Like it, it dates back to like. A- is there any, I want to see. I need to see some. Like this is probably a Raj project. I, don't, Je- I need to see some. Jesus kind of rose to play that. against the Lakers. Like, it was just- and on the third, Boulder got moved aside so he could get ready for the Lakers. Yeah, I. It's kind of maddening. You, I am the kind of guy that like. Is there any? You know, I I don't like to put a lot of stock into this stuff, but. This is a wild trend. I mean, I, I would Every like single person. This, this seems like a Tom Haberstrow project, but he won't do yeah. it. So maybe like this is a Raj project. Remember when like, like Superman came back in the new Justice League, right? No, I don't. <laughs> like, oh shit, we got the Lakers next. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes, I mean, the Lakers have looked good. Um, a little of it for me is kind of like, let's take it easy. This is preseason. But... Yeah. Preseason doesn't matter unless it does, right? Like, it didn't really matter that the Lakers lost every game in the preseason, what, two years ago? 
until it was it like does it not mm, though maybe yeah like it doesn't matter unless it does i'm like maybe this is maybe like maybe Can you win one i remember remember when the the lakers uh the 2012 team the dwight mayor team right i think they lost all of their preseason games and that led to them losing like four or five or something like that at the beginning of the season and I remember in the preseason, like everybody's like, oh, it's just a preseason. Nobody cares. And, and you know, this is not going to shock anybody. But I was the one kind of saying, like, you sure? Can you win one? Can we just like give one game? <laughs> one out? Uh, look- <laughs> to answer, so, so to answer your question, this is why I was bringing this up earlier is like, does what does this do for the Lakers ceiling? My real answer is I, I have no idea because I need to see. Uh, the team does look very good and looks pretty deep, which is also what leads to having success in preseason because like when other teams are going to their lesser players and the Lakers are going to their lesser players, the Lakers lesser players are NBA guys and you know, the top end talent. I mean, the Lakers have LeBron and AD, but there's going to be teams where like their top six is better than the Lakers, but is their top, 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. which matters more in the preseason. But all that said, the Lakers have looked really good so far. Um, but what does this do to the ceiling? I don't know. Um, because, A, I got to see it in the regular season first when the games really count and see if D'Lo, who has this history of bad habits and muscle memory, once the bullets really start flying. Well, I shouldn't use that analogy now. But that's what I said about Russ, right? Like, mm-hmm. Once you get in a stressful environment, that's why I said like the preseason for Russ didn't really matter because there was no way where you could be, he could be put in a stressful situation to see if he reverted back to his habits. Yeah. So I'm, it's not that, I mean, I'd rather have him look good. Like that was, it didn't not matter though. Like that preseason, like when they didn't look good. No, but what I'm saying is there was no, there was no way to test Russ, right. To see if all the things he was saying about, being willing to play off the ball and the ways he was going to contribute. And it wasn't just going to be, if he doesn't have the ball doing nothing, there was no way to test that in the preseason because there was no way to be stressed enough for him to see if he would revert back to what is comfortable. So I think the same is true in this case. I mean, it's better. I'm happy to hear Delo say these things and it is a perfect answer and it would be better. I prefer to him saying like, eh, whatever, I don't care. And he has looked good or better defensively. But to really find out if these changes are actual or will he fall into bad habits, um, he has to be put in stressful environments. And that can't happen in the preseason. So I do want to see it during the regular season. And then still, I don't know entirely. If mm-hmm. he's if if D'Lo is a comp- competent defensive player, I think it does do something for the Lakers season. I mean, A, you can trade him for something, or B, well, I guess that's like, more what I'm asking. Useful. Because but I don't there know. There's no but way to know again, until we get to the postseason. Correct. <laughs> but will he be here in the postseason? And I'd like it would be just educated guessing. So if 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 this is the Delo we've seen, I mean, let's just take his game as a whole. If this Delo is who we would see in the playoffs, I do think offensively, defensively, fit all of that. I do think that that materially uh, improves the Lakers' chances at a title. I wouldn't say it makes them the favorite. I mean, I've said that they are in, you know, the group of the the tier one B or whatever it is. You know, I think again, I still think there are six teams that can win the title. 
the Lakers are in that second group for me, but I do think it would improve their chances. I don't, I mean, obviously we haven't seen a season yet. So, but -hmm. if you're asking me right now, um, for me, it's Milwaukee and the Celtics are like a tick above everybody else as far as who I think is going to win the title. And then the four teams in the West, including the Lakers are the next group. So I do think if you if you said this D'Lo, how he's playing offensively, defensively, that's who you get in the playoffs, um, and like everybody's healthy, I do think that that maybe moves the Lakers to the top of the second group. I don't think it puts them in the group with Milwaukee and Boston, um, hmm. but I think, but I think, but I mean, like I guess that would be the third best odds at winning a title, and and you're coming out of the West, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I. I have to see more of the other teams. <clears throat> yeah, this we're all yeah. Way, this is one way that I know that like the Lakers are good and that I am excited for the season is how like zeroed in I am on the Lakers. When the Lakers aren't very good, I find myself like wandering like, oh, look at that. The the Bucks play tonight. <laughs> hey, you know, like cool. hey, <clears throat> it happens to like coincide. Let's uh, let's, let's take a look at uh, this new Wemben Wemben Gamer kid. Yeah, right. Like, I, like if it even if it happens to like coincide with the Lakers game, right? I'm like, I can second stream this. Like, I can, you know. Can... <laughs> well, you, but like here, now, here's, here's, a, here's now a though. I'm like, I like last night. I had the dot. I was going to say the, that's a great example of it. Yeah, last night I had the the Dodgers on the. I just bought one of those. Which one was which one was on the 85 in the foyer? That was the Lakers. I was on the, that was on the, and then I had the, well, I just got, they had that prime, like a secondary prime day the yeah, last yeah, couple yeah. of days on Amazon. Yep. And I used yep. that to get one of those projectors and projector screen things for movie nights out on the lawn. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, it's, it's like, it's such a hassle to move the TV into the second room. So I was just like, screw it. I'm going to set up the projector next to it. And I zoomed it out. So it was, it was also 85 inches. So. It was it was nice, but it was it a, was you have you have a lot of uh, you know what never mind I'm gonna leave you alone a lot of wall that that wall yeah, that no, the I'm wall sits on that no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave you alone <laughs> I'm gonna leave you alone all you have to do is move to shitty ass Texas all right um <laughs> listen to a bunch of Creed which now which now I can't get away from <laughs> what. Let's wrap. Let's wrap because you have to. You have to run in like five minutes. I so I want to. I want to. Yep. I want to uh, wrap on our assumptions heading into the preseason and what we have found ourselves to be most right about and most wrong about. I will start with what I was most wrong about, and it's Jackson Hayes. Because holy shit, he looks good. Holy crap, I was very very wrong. And again, it's preseason, and I talked about yesterday on the on the lowdown about how. Uh, that kind of player tends to look better in the preseason because he's like actually trying, and a lot of the other guys are are not. Yeah, um, I call it the uh, the Montrez Harrell regular season effect. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like <laughs> preseason. I mean, the, yeah. So like the the yeah. So preseason is regular season for Montrez Harrell, and the in the regular season is the playoffs for Montrez Harrell, and the playoffs are when the streetlights go out and he's not allowed to participate. Um, but yeah, I have been thoroughly surprised and impressed by Jackson Hayes, um, not just his motor, which we knew about, but his touch, his hands, his, his instincts on the roll. Um, I think I, 
I came into this preseason thinking that like Christian Wood was just going to get the backup center minutes, and that's probably still going to be the case, politically speaking, at least at the beginning of the season. But I do think over the course of the season, and um, un- un- unless Christian Wood kind of changes his approach to the game because he's maddening to watch, um, I do think Jackson Hayes is going to be one of those guys that we just kind of watch playing. Like, can we get can we get a little more of that? Can we- can we try that guy out a little bit more? Uh, what have you seen from Hayes so far? Um, you know what? I've actually I've I've liked um, his uh, pick and roll chemistry with, uh, with yeah. So he actually far. sets screens, um, and you know, not since the Dwight Howard and even more Javale than Dwight days, the Lakers haven't really had. I mean, your large adult son had the physical tools for this, but never got to play for obvious, well, not for obvious reasons, for the correct reasons. Um, but he is going to be a lot, well, AD is a lot threat, of course, but like um, somebody like that, I, you know, AD likes to pop some and likes to get his touches in mid post and post-ups in a variety of ways. But somebody who's like that JaVale type, the Clint Capella type, the dude that is mm-hmm. like out there, to go attack the offensive glass and just, you know, crush lobs. Um, so I've liked it. That's why I've been like paying pretty close attention to his, his pick and roll chemistry with, um, with D'Lo. Christian mm-hmm. Wood is not had <laughs> that established yet. Shall we say? Christian um, would set screens with the same kind of like vigor that I do my taxes, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, he doesn't, just, he doesn't. Yeah. And he's, he's, He's not oh. the, it, so far, you know, I mean, I've watched Christian Wood for years, but obviously more closely now he, it looks like he is setting the screen thinking about the next step and getting to the next step too quickly. Like, is this, am, am I diving? Is this short roll? Mm-hmm. Is it pick and pop without actually taking a, a, a count a beat to like, set the screen first and then get <laughs> yeah to the other i thing. mean which is the same conversation by the way this is a conversation never, i've had never set screens with, like, that's been with the knock colin castleton yeah i've had that same conversation with colin castleton uh after summer league i was like i i, I think he i think colin can be a good offensive player but mm-hmm. like the screen setting like take it take a second like take a beat yeah and set the screen and then get into whatever the next thing yeah. is um what have I been right about? Um, well, I mean, we can keep it on this same subject. What I've been right about is the two big thing is nonsense. <laughs> like, yeah. There's two bigs, AD and LeBron. Yeah. That's it. And well, like, the problem is, is going to play AD with is doing is going... all the big things. AD is a center. They... What, what are we talking about? <laughs> AD is a center for all times and permanently. End of discussion. Yeah. I... Um, I yeah, will say though that like the 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 slight positive on that front with them trying the too big thing is that it's got AD to slim down. Because last season when he thought he was going to be or going into the season knew he was just going to be a center, I thought he bulked up too much or there's another reading of it potentially. Um it's but bulk. Regardless of it, he just looks a lot lighter on his feet, and maybe he's healthier or whatever. But he just looks a lot lighter on his feet. He looks a lot more mobile, a lot more explosive on both sides of the court. And I, 
I kind of think that has to do with him thinking that maybe just maybe he's going to be playing a little bit more power forward and he can go back to like the kind of body type that he's been used to over the course of his career. Um, He just won't be able to to be fair, to be fair to AD, (laughs) to be fair to AD. He went into this off season um, significantly healthier than he went into last off season. Also fair. So, and the offseason before that, to be honest, too. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that's that's all fair. But, like, if what comes out at the end of that situation is a more explosive, thinner Anthony yep. Davis, that's the Anthony Davis who figures into the MVP can't, you know, conversation. Um, what I'll, I guess I'll go, what was I most right about? Hmm. I just think, generally speaking like dating back to when they traded Russell Westbrook, you give LeBron and AD a deep, sensible, logical roster and good things tend to happen. And I did, think just, did you know this team, did you know to, to that point, you know, because usually when you say the, the, the roster around LeBron, it's, I mean, it doesn't really matter because LeBron's only played like 17 minutes this preseason, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's always been you need wings, you need three and D guys, right? You need wings. So to that point, I just looked it up this morning. Um, the Lakers lead the preseason in three pointers made. Hmm. Crazy. You give LeBron spacing and good things happen. And even when he hasn't played, it looks good. Um, <laughs> you know, but like I, in maybe, those, maybe it looks better without him, in fact. In those in those 17 minutes that he played, again, I need to keep repeating this because this is an insane thing that the Lakers did. They dropped 75 points on a Brooklyn Nets team that is going to be like a top five to 10 defense this year is what I'm going to predict for those guys. And the Lakers dropped 75 on them. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's quite a few. That's, that's wild. So yeah, I that's think that's what I was the most right about. What were you the most wrong about? Do you think? I'm not wrong about anything. <laughs> what are you talking good, about? Good spot to end it. <laughs> you okay. do have to run uh i appreciate you hopping on here every every single week again aaron does all access lakers which am i doing tonight like i we yes, talked about yes, this yes, last yes, week and yes, then you didn't yes, text yes. me yes yes we are we're uh doing one this evening uh shove will be popping on okay i may have another i may have another maybe it's a maybe we'll do a little round table thing i may have another I'm working on we're working on all right all right so uh if you want more of this kind of vibe that you guys uh enjoy every week i am going to be doing as i did last year every thursday on all access lakers they do every night there they do games they do great stuff over there they have great guests that aaron refuses to bring onto this show for us um and and uh it is a it is a great a uh, bit of content that they do over there so that Thank is you. all access lakers that was aaron larsoul I'm Anthony Irwin, and we will talk to you tomorrow morning with, I think, a guest that you guys uh, tend to enjoy when, when he and I get together.